Welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. This is your host, Tanvir. I chat with former athletes turned executives on leveraging the principles from sports to win in business. This week, I chat with Carla Rosenberg, the SVP of Charity and Events Management at Sport5. Based in Dallas, Carla runs the Charity and Events Management practice and offers additional event and production capabilities alongside Rooftop to Productions, the agency's New York-based experiential marketing and production division. Carla's team also provides philanthropic expertise to many of Sport5's more than 250 athlete clients looking to build or enhance the charitable activities. Prior to joining Sport5, Carla founded Matchpoint Agency and served as Chief Visionary Officer working with athletes, professional sports teams, and non-profit clients to achieve their philanthropic goals. From South Africa, born and raised, Carla holds a Bachelor's of Science in Kinesiology from University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, where she played four years of tennis on an NCAA D1 scholarship. She graduated with the highest honors, as well as academic All-American and all Big Ten accolades. She also achieved her Master of Business Administration in Marketing and Sports and Entertainment Management from University of Dallas in Irving, Texas. We have Carla's full bio in the notes below on our YouTube or website. On this episode, we discuss Carla's love of tennis and her journey through NCAA as a D1 athlete, how she began her business journey in sports marketing while completing her MBA full-time, why saying yes to the hard things has the biggest results. We also dive into how Carla started her own agency and why saying no to certain projects allowed her agency Matchpoint to scale. Story behind Matchpoint acquisition and key takeaways for current business leaders and how Carla leveraged the pandemic to rethink and come out stronger. All right, everyone, let's jump in with the one and only Carla Rosenberg. Hey, everyone, welcome to the Sports of Business podcast. Today, we have Carla Rosenberg. Carla, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Well, Carla, you are a hustling, bustling, leading sports marketing executive. Right now, you are at Sport5. Um, before, you were at Lagarde Plus. Um, and also, you did work at Dallas Stars. You know, mm-hmm. I'm from Canada, so we do love hockey up there. Mm-hmm. And you were an All-American Big Ten athlete in NCAA. What what a career, what a story. Can't wait to dive into all of this on the podcast. Yeah, looking forward to it. I'll go back so, to some of my glory days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we would love to start there. How, how did it all begin for you? You know, where did it all start? How do you get into sports? How do I get into sports? Um, we'll start there. I was a massive tomboy growing up and I loved all sports, but my big passion was tennis. Um, I just fell in love with it at an early age and my biggest goal and dream was to serve and volley at Wimbledon. So um, with that as (laughs) an aspiration, I had a lot of work to do, but I was very fortunate, Um, you know, growing, I grew up in South Africa and I moved to the States, to Dallas in the early 90s. So perspective purposes, when the Dallas Cowboys were winning multiple uh, Super Bowl champions the only uh, championships, um, is when I moved here and um, I was very fortunate to meet an incredible tennis coach who also um, had become an amazing mentor and still very much so in my life today, Jack Newman. He runs Austin Tennis Academy and um, he just 
allowed me to um you know kind of pursue that path yeah. uh, and uh, try and realize my dreams and he taught me you know all the tangibles that come with playing athletics such as hard work and discipline and um i started traveling and playing um at a very high level um and it really just um was something that i had some level of success at and i was very passionate about and thoroughly enjoyed um competing and wanted to do it at the highest level and wow. um went through my juniors and landed up playing in college so that was kind of my how i got in to sports and tennis yeah. um particularly so you you were in Dallas and then where did you go to university it was in um in Texas I actually went to the University of Illinois for my undergrad Illinois. in Champaign Urbana yes uh played tennis there and then I did grad school at the University of Dallas I got my MBA there yeah amazing so how was the transition I cuz I I played football so for football it's like okay. you know you play in a team sport yeah and then college you got you got a scholarship to go to college and you're still playing in a team sport but anytime I kind of speak to you know great tennis players like yourself it's always a lot of traveling and tours especially on your own how was that at growing up going to university and then continuing that while you're still in you know, five classes a semester yeah um well, you touched on that tennis is a very interesting sport it's an individual sport yeah and then you go to college and it becomes a team sport team sport but in reality you're still competing against your teammates right so yeah that was a very interesting dynamic again another good learning lesson that's probably a whole another podcast but um i think learning to be independent and travel on my own and um you know at a very young age i was doing that um i have younger twin brothers and they were you know well i wanted to play tennis and you know my mom had to take care of the boys and so i would go travel on my own and be playing tournaments so wow. at a young age i learned how to you know be responsible had to kind of fend for myself and um so i i i'm super grateful for those experiences honestly and i think yeah. it's definitely because of playing that individual sport that has um given me some attributes that i've been able to hopefully extend into other areas of my life and how how was the journey during school and then, and I, you did your mba after as well so what was that whole experience like after tennis ended so um you know i had to do an internship when before yeah. i graduated um for my last semester and i all i'd ever done was play tennis i didn't know and i was fortunate when i went on my recruiting trip i had met a woman who was working at world team tennis and i asked if i could do an internship there because at the time i was in chicago and wasn't a bad thing to be your first boss ever to be Billie Jean King. So that was kind of a wow. really cool experience. And of course it was in tennis, the sport that I loved and I yeah. knew. And so um when the minute I set foot into that office, that was like my first entree into the working environment, I was like, wow. If this is what work is about, I want to do this. But I knew nothing. I would like I said, I played tennis I got my degree in kinesiology with an emphasis in sports psych. I was I was thinking I'm either going to coach or have a tennis academy or play tennis, something in tennis, right? Never like business. But when I got there, it really like energized me and I was thinking to myself, 
the tennis mindset well in order to be good you have to train really hard to set mm -hmm. yourself up for success that kind of mentality so i was like i've got to go back to school i got to get a business degree because at least i've got to do my part and set myself up to prepare yeah. the best that i can um and then hopefully i might have a chance to work in an industry like this so that's how it all kind of started for me um truth be told <laughs> It, it, uh, it reminds me uh, it reminds um, of my story. So I, I actually did business degree, but I was all about football and yeah. I would be in the back of the class. I'm going to go to the CFL. I'm going to get drafted. But yeah. fourth year comes around, you're like, you know what? That's probably not going to happen. I should look at a backup <laughs> backup plan. So that's what I did. My MBA was like, hey, I need to go back to school. Yeah. And I'm going to use what I've learned in football and business, but I need to really build a foundation. So totally get what you're saying. <laughs> Um, and you know, I can't, I can relate with you because it's, it's all about sports, 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 sports until you're about to graduate, Correct. which I think for a lot of student athletes, you know, it's tough to realize because you're like, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it, but you always got to make sure you're balancing school and athletic, why you call a student athlete. Um, so, you know, I, I think on, on that note, so when you did your MBA, yeah. um, how do you take all the, all the energy from tennis? Like, how did that direct you towards the career you're on today? Well, I think, like I said, that opportunity to do that internship, and like I said, it happened mm -hmm. to be in tennis, sports marketing, allowed me to recognize that I wanted to work at the highest level in sports. And um, I didn't know what that really looked like then. I didn't really understand and the landscape. And I didn't, I didn't know a lot of people, right, in the industry. Yeah. So I knew it was very important for me to learn and to have and surround myself with good mentors and teachers to be able to um, kind of soak it all in. And again, I'm very fortunate um, to do that. I mean, I started out when I started my MBA, I was doing an internship with at the simultaneously with the wow. Texas Rangers and the Dallas Stars. At that time, um, it had the same ownership. So I worked yep. a baseball season and then I worked a hockey season under the same company umbrella but got to do work in two different professional uh, sports franchises, if you will, right? And get an understanding of that. How everything works. Um, and I will tell you, I, I learned about the ticket department, community relations, marketing. I didn't know all these different areas, um, but there's even a merchandise department, right? <laughs> like yeah. there was so much sponsorship, et cetera. So I was just a sponge trying to soak it all in. And I think, you know, that's I'm. That's always how I've learned. That's how I learned to play tennis. Surround myself with people who are better than me, that I could learn from, that could challenge me, um, yeah. and so that I could improve. And that was the same thing. Putting myself in an environment, trying to have. Um, you know, I was fortunate. My very first boss um, was a terrific mentor and teacher, and exposed me to a lot. And like I said, I was going to school at the same time. So I was just wanting to learn and he allowed for me to ask questions and um, allow me to, yeah. you know, be exposed to things that I otherwise wouldn't have. It's, uh, I mean, you being on the top of your game and still being so humble, I think it speaks to the personality you need, right? To make it big in life. Um, I don't, you know, that's very kind to say. I think it's just, you're always learning and growing. I don't think you ever really yeah. arrive, you know? Um, and every day I meet someone more brilliant and, you know, um, it's...
which you know excites me and yeah. what helps me want to get better and um you know we're we're, we're just in an evolving world yeah. um you know technology there's so many great minds there's so many awesome people doing amazing things and just to kind of you know like find your field of fascination um learn from those uh brilliant minds around you and see how you can get better and what works well for you yeah and always keeping always knowing that there's always somebody just like in sports somebody working harder than you take a spot oh that's a great uh, analogy right? absolutely absolutely so you always gotta keep always. working yes yes <laughs> the, um, the other thing you did you did mention is that an internship and this is something that i've seen true for me is when you get a chance to do something which might be messy might not be the most you know glamorous position you always want to say yes and looks like you said yes to those positions while you're doing your MBA which is probably a stepping stone to where you are now so how do you how, how do you advise student athletes today or students in general or young professionals to do the hard things because they will take you somewhere you know better than where you are today Um you know I I tell students a lot like cuz my story when I started was I followed my instinct mm-hmm. and I made a decision that I think I want to work in professional sports I told you I went back to school to get my MBA yeah. and I knew nothing so I felt like I needed the experience so I didn't think I was deserving of getting a job right away that working in the industry meeting the people figuring it out and there I was getting an opportunity to do that getting paid an hourly rate at the time i was living in dallas working in arlington and so it was like a 45 minute to an hour drive there and back um and like 80 home or well, 60 home games you know it was it was a lot mm-hmm. and on the flip side i was getting offered full time positions to work you know in to be a head tennis coach in division 1 college to get my masters paid for. And I I chose the harder path, not because I was trying to prove a point, because deep down I believed if this is an industry I wanted to work in, I needed to get that experience, and I thought that that tennis journey I could fall back on if it didn't work itself out. And believe me, I had my doubts along the way. I mean, you know, yeah. a year in when I'm 2 years out of college when my friends have settled into the work environment they're making a good salary I'm still getting paid hourly at an intern rate going to college and I'm thinking to myself maybe I should have taken those jobs Yeah and, look at my other friends right now Yeah yeah, yeah. so you know um but I I'm, I'm super grateful I did because you know what I have interns today and everything I've ever asked them to do I've done myself so I, I feel like it's a full circle moment. <laughs> I saw so that's great to hear. How, so how do you how do you say how do you keep going regardless of the doubts? How do you remind yourself that this is the right path when things get tough? Um look, not everything's always rainbows and butterflies, right? In everything yeah. you do in life and I think athletics is a great um kind of platform that teaches mm-hmm. you those attributes, right? Um you have to adjust to adversity to injuries to you know uh the weather conditions it's the same thing in work right you're going to get curveballs tossed your way yeah. all day long and it's how you respond to it and um you know uh my tennis coach told me something at a young age that I think I you know I try to use to this day is composure 
when he looked over onto the court, it didn't matter if I was winning or losing. He never, he said to me, I don't want to be able to know that you're losing. I want to always think that you're winning or in control of the situation, poise, grace. And those are things, you know, um, that I've tried to take with me to my real life too. Uh, when things are going crazy, cause they will, and things will not always go your way. Um, how you handle that. And I think if you can be poised and confident and strong, and um, willing to adapt and adjust and be flexible. I think that's hard, but um, it's all part of growth. Yeah. And, and the other thing I just, as you were talking, it came to, came to me, Carla is, as when you're a leader and you have a team that looks up to you and looks for you for direction, if you're not calm in a crisis situation, the team will not be calm either. That's probably more important than just for yourself. Mm -hmm. Oh, a hundred percent. And look, I, I, I'm trying, it's funny that I'm using that I'm relating tennis the whole time. Right. Because, yeah. and, and I know this, um, and I know this is, um, kind of your theme of your podcast, but you know, in the sport of tennis, you're making decisions under high pressure, fast paced situations. Yeah. If I'm having a really bad day, I can't tap out. It's not a sport where I can say, you know what? Hey, you on the bench, will you play for me today? I'm just not feeling it. <laughs> okay. And it's the same thing because I learned that as a, in, a, in my formative years, I think that's what's allowed me to also work live events now making, you know, decisions and confidently, you know, under high pressure situations. Right. Um, and being able to try and lead a team, you know, to get the best um, result, yep. which in sport is to win and in my career is to execute at the highest level. So <laughs> that's another form of winning, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Um, so back to your story then, Carla, uh, after your internships, your MBA was, was done. So then what happened next? How did you find your next opportunity? So um, I was then fortunate after being in that system um, to get my entry level position, my first job at the Texas Rangers baseball club, working for Jeff Kogan at the time was the chief operating officer. And, um, like I said, a terrific mentor and teacher to me and, um, allowed me to really sit in on all the meetings and learn from him and get exposed to how a professional sports team actually works. Um, in 0405, the Dallas stars lockout was ending yeah. typically they had um, employees working both seasons, right? Like going from baseball to hockey. So having hockey, no life. Yeah. And at that point they decided they wanted to fill the front office for the hockey team. And I was asked if I wanted to go over and lead their community marketing department. And yeah. um, that was really an area that I felt excited about and um, went over then after working two seasons at the baseball into hockey, uh, running their community relations a year into that, becoming the executive director for the Dallas Stars Foundation. And um, really that's where I found my wheelhouse and I'll use sports again. You know, when you're a kid and you get exposed to all these different sports and they're like, well, Tanvir, why did you pick football? I'm going to assume because you loved it and you had some success at it. And that's why you pick football yeah. over baseball, hockey, you grew up in Canada, right? All the things. Exactly. 
Well, that's kind of what happened. Once I started working within that area of community relations, uh, nonprofits events, I really found my area of interest and I was starting to excel at it and I was energized and passionate about it. And um, then we were fortunate in 06 to have the NHL All-Star game and I was very involved with that. And again, had my amazing experiences working um, in that organization during my uh, developmental years, my, you know, right out of the gate. And then um, I resigned um, after probably doing seven or so seasons and um, realized I wanted to work on the agency side of things, see what it was like. I'd worked now in professional sports teams. I had a good understanding of what, but I always believed there was another side to the business. I worked at two agencies. Um, and then in 2012, I went rogue and I formed Matchpoint Agency. Your own business. Yes. And um, what I wanted to do was be able to work with professional athletes and help them with their foundations and their charity events. And in the beginning, (laughs) I would take on any projects because I needed to pay the bills. And so I did that. You know, I did a lot of marketing projects. I did some events, some charity stuff. I was a little all over the place. And, um, you know, a few years into it, um, got a great opportunity out in California. And, you know, I thought that was so awesome being in California and, you know, kind of that whole life. And I was like, you know, Carla, what are you doing? You are walking on the dashed line in the middle of the road. And to be in the dash road, you know, in that dashed line in the middle of the road is a dangerous place. Dangerous place. Yeah. I said, you need to pick a lane and accelerate. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I did. I said, I am going to only focus on the areas where I can really add value. And that is where I felt like and where I enjoyed the most. And that was working with, you know, um, athletes with their charities, executing their events. And I, from that day onwards, I had to say no to a lot of things, which is very hard when you have your own business. You want to say yes to everything. Yes. And just focus on the areas that I was passionate about and that I felt like I could um, add value. And that's when things for me really started to um, kind of, you know, fall into place in a really yeah. marvelous way. And um, I was doing an event um, where Lagadere, a global sports marketing agency based in Paris, was the sponsor. And I got to meet the folks there. And um, the president of the organization, who then became my boss, asked me, what did I ever think about being a part of a global sports marketing agency? And I, you know, always had these big goals. I didn't quite know, you know, what that looked like. Um, And he, you know, we spoke about that. I offer a service. I have a book of business um, that this could be very valuable to an agency agency environment. And so um, in 2018, um, like Gader acquired Matchpoint Agency. And um, in 2020, we just, um, a private equity group out of Germany um, purchased it. So same organization, we just rebranded to Sport5 during the pandemic. And um, so I've been with um, the Global Sports Marketing Agency, which is now Sport5 for the last nearly five years. Yeah. Yes. What a story. <laughs> you did your you did your own business. You realized that you were good at something that you're passionate about something. You said no to many opportunities, but that allowed you to accelerate 
get acquired by this amazing firm that got acquired again or rebranded now to Sport Five. That's amazing. <laughs> like it's it's you cannot plan this out, but you have to take the right actions, right? So like, how do you know that if you're doing these actions, it will take you somewhere like where you are today? Did you always kind of know that you're in the right direction? You know. Uh, I wish I could say. Yeah. I had this all planned out, and the ultimate, I did not. But I always just trusted my instinct, and I followed uh, my passion and what felt right to me. Um, and again, it's not always the popular choice. I told you, I, I I did the internship and I went to grad school and I moved back home to Dallas instead of you know just as one example. But it's it's what felt right for me to go to the next level. If I wanted to compete on that next stage, if I wanted to not only you know. Uh, be recognized in this area locally, but nationally and internationally, to be able to have work on some of the biggest sporting events in the world, working with the highest profile athletes. Get it? I knew I need to scale the business. I needed to have other amazing people around me that I could learn from and grow from, and more resources to pull from. So um, you just it comes with time and experience. Yeah. And sometimes also just meeting the right person, you know, at the right time, um, and um, some good luck. Um, but a lot of hard work. Hard work that makes good luck. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, if you work I'm hard enough, you. you know, you get lucky. Um, yes. <laughs> now it also sounds like you stopped forcing things. So let's say in in tennis or football. You know, I'm, I'm not really definitely with tennis, but maybe you're forcing the serve and it's not going your way. Or in football, really trying to, you know, do something. I remember like trying this move really hard, but it's not working for me. And when would you stop forcing things and go back to your basics? Mm. Things get easier, mm -hmm. but you get more successful. Mm -hmm. And that seems like kind of the story since you started your business that you found your groove. You really focused on the things you were good at. Things got easier, but you got more successful. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, we can use, let's use something that we can maybe both relate to on that point. You have performance and outcome goals, right? Yeah. Outcome goals you can't necessarily control. You you're not going to control whether your team's going to win or, or lose that football game, yeah. right? Yeah. But your performance goals you can, right? You can go to the gym five times a week. You mm -hmm. can eat right. Mm -hmm. You can sleep well. You can do all those things. And and I think that's kind of you know. Ultimately, you have these aspirational goals, right? Of like, I want to do this, that, and the other. It's though those are, you know, something to strive for and kind of where our North Star is. And so we work hard to always, you know, try and yeah. achieve that. And I think, you know, that's kind of out of the control, but you can control all the details and all the little things that matter and the relationships and, um, you know, just the ability to learn from others, to keep growing, to keep improving, to keep, you know, working hard, yeah. learning new things. And so that's kind of what I focus on, you know, um, is to try and just have, um, you know, enjoy the work. It's really, enjoy the journey. you know, yes, it's all part of the process. I mean, and um, hopefully the pandemic taught, you know, everybody yeah. that. Yeah, And exactly. um, it's, that's kind of where, yeah, the the focus. Because just like you said, if you're trying so hard to force things, that's usually where you land up 
you know, your, your head gets in the way, your technique gets messed up. You know, obviously you need to have that desire and, and that grit and that motivation. Um, and, you know, those are um, things that will help you get to ultimately where you're trying to go. And, it, and success looks different for everybody. Exactly. It's not a, you, what I define success might be different than what you define success. So yes. I think our performance goals should also be different based on where we want to get to. But we should focus on the actions over just the results. Yeah. Uh, that's all we can control. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the pandemic, how has how was that for you? How was the initial announcement? How did you navigate through that personally and professionally? Hmm. Um, so, uh, yes, <laughs> when that occurred, <laughs> I, work in, I work in professional sports and events. Mm-hmm and everything shut down and there has never really been a day in my life where i've honestly had nothing to do um and it was the first time when the phone calls started coming in and they're like cancel 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 and you start realizing wow this is something real this is happening right um it was a big shock at first and I recognized right away, you know, we could be in a lot of trouble in our, in, mm-hmm. in our business um, because of that. And, um, you know, the first two weeks, you kind of just are just like everybody, we're starting to realize what's going on. Um, and then started shifting to finding a solution. And I'll tell you, I'm not tone deaf to what happened during the pandemic. It was a terrible time for so many. Um, and I, but for me personally and professionally, it was a very special time because it paused for the first time in a long time, um, forced me to stop, to kind of almost recalibrate, to adjust, to restructure, to think through things. And, um, we came out of the pandemic stronger than before and um, how we kind of pivoted we'll use that word is um, we created a virtual event platform that we were able to move all our events virtually from never having done a virtual event in my career we land up doing 66 between june and december of 2020 we're busier than ever focused on one entity trying to become experts and professionals in an area that has now served us well and we've been able to continue to utilize that and yes. hybrid events etc but also we, we we changed how we communicated with one another how we collaborated it made us better as a team um, and allowed us to improve our processes and the other areas recognizing that we will go back to live events at some point because there is no replacement for it absolutely um, uh, even though it, we had tremendous success with the virtual platform and I learned so much about the technology and about myself and about my teammates. Um, and it was a wonderful way to stay connected during a time when people felt so disconnected. And so for me coming out of that professionally, I think it was the best thing that ever happened to us. And we've been very fortunate to grow on, upon that um, and reconnect with a lot of people that you don't make the time for yeah. When you're moving a million miles an hour, right? So for me, I've shifted priorities a lot and um, I try to have more balance and I've tried to be a lot more aware and um, 
you know, you, you just become grateful for a lot more things and a better perspective. And um, I think personally, it was a good time to maybe pause, yep. but I'm ready to go again in a large way. <laughs> I love it. That's, that's great to hear. You know, I think it's, and across other people I've spoken to as well on the podcast, the most folks that actually treat a crisis like the pandemic with a with a response mindset that, hey, how you respond to things is what determines your outcome, have always, or most of them have said that for them, it was a great thing that happened, you know, not being tone deaf, but it was something that allowed them, like you said, to pause, to restructure, to rethink and find new ways, personally and professionally, of finding success. Um, so I think it all comes back to how do you respond to the situation that you're presented? So, well, yeah. Um, no, well, thank you for saying that. And I think, you know, it impacted so many people in so many different ways, Maybe. but I think everyone had an impact, positive or negative, yeah. right? So, um, and again, it's how we come out of it. Um, and it's now, um, there's a lot of, you know, energy, we're back, we're emerging from that, we're traveling again, we're back in the office, even though I'm working from my home office today. Yeah. Um, but it's great to be able to collaborate with everyone and, and, and be in person and kind of, awesome. you know, the energy of a live event and get all your fans back to the arenas and um, all of yeah. that, that we got so used to and took for granted. And now it's like exciting. I can't wait to be back <laughs> in a stadium full of people, right? That's my dream. <laughs> I know. Well, before I let you go, Carla, um, one piece of advice you have for executives or leaders today just coming out of uh, 2022 and, and sprinting into into the summer and the fall season. Oh my gosh. Um, advice, advice, advice. Um, look, I think, you know, maybe on something that I touched on here, I always say, find your field of fascination. You know, you should be on fire with what you do. Um, I did that with tennis. I was able to, you know, play at for me, the highest level I could possibly play at because I was so passionate about it. And now I'm trying to translate that to my career. We spend a lot of time working and, um, you know, we had a lot of downtime during the pandemic. So I think you want to spend your time doing things you love and you're excited about mm -hmm. because it, it reflects in so many different ways. Um, and so maybe that's my advice. Well said. <laughs> Well said. Well, how can um, potential clients or just people want to get in touch with you? How can they get in touch with you, Carla? Um, feel free to um, send me a message on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I will tell you this. Don't just connect with me. Say how you met me or got to know me so we can form a rapport. You know, um, I don't just accept connections. I, I want to genuinely know the person. And the reason why I do that is because a lot of people will ask me, oh, I see, you know, Tanvir, we're looking to hire, you know, talk to him, tell me about him. And I want to be able to um, give a meaningful connection if that's the case. Right. So uh, please connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, uh, that's a great way to, uh, from a professional standpoint. Um, well, I think for everybody listening and watching, that's how you actually build relationships. So please take Carla's advice moving forward. So <laughs> awesome, Carla. Thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. It's a pleasure having you on and kind of going through your story. So thank you again.
um, thank you for having me. And I look forward to uh, meeting you in person since uh, you're, you're in Dallas, Dallas now. So Absolutely. Um, maybe we'll go get, we'll, we'll go out to a game. We'll go to a uh, Cowboys game or something in the season. Love it. Love it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, well, take care. Thank you so much.